thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you for joining us. Yes. And I say this, it will be time well spent. You can never sow time into the Word and not receive, it, receive a blessing from it. But we invite you to do this. Join your faith yes. with this word. Add your faith to the word that you hear taught today. That means we're doers of the word. Amen. Hallelujah. We've been looking at something. We're, we're talking about addressing a spiritual foundation in us. And uh, we've been talking especially about addressing our faith life. Why? Because that is foundational to the spiritual life. That's the currency of heaven with which we conduct business with heaven. And uh, so you know that the enemy would love for our faith to not be effective because he would, he, um, when the devil attacks us, he's after our faith because he knows if our faith is not optimum, if our faith is not, if our faith isn't working as it should, then it hinders us receiving what God's already made ours. And so we're looking at something in the book of Jude, and there's only one chapter to Jude, but verse 3 of Jude, it says this. It says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith, yes. which was once delivered unto the saints. Notice, and we've been talking about, if you were not able to watch previous episodes, go back oh, and watch yes. it because we've said some things that will help you uh, yes. move, move smoothly with us into the knowledge that we're going to be, that we're going to be bringing. But we see these words around faith, earnestly contend for the faith. Too many times we're earnestly contending to get money, uh, earnestly yeah. contending to get that house, yeah. earnestly contending for health. Yeah. But if we'll earnestly contend for the faith, all that we need, yeah. our home, yes. our business, yes. our health, comes through a faith that is in place yeah. and that's healthy, that's yeah. strong yeah. and robust. Yeah. Amen. Because by faith we receive for every arena yeah. of life. Yeah. It's all by faith. And so we were talking about, look at the, these words, earnestly contend. The word earnest, it shows us an interest level, sure an interest yeah. level. Uh, if we're not contending, it, it's, it's going to show our interest level. Yep. It's yeah. because we're not as interested as we should be in the, in the health of our faith, yeah. that we have a faith that is strong and robust and that we're skillful mm. with our faith. Yeah. And so here he says, earnestly contend. So when we see this word contend, that lets us know there's enemies. Yes. 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 That's good. That lets us know there's a fight on the, on the scene. 
What is an enemy to our faith? Worry is an enemy. Fear is an enemy. Doubt is an enemy. Just living out of the mental arena, being dominated by the reasonings of your natural mind is an enemy to your faith. And so uh, how many of you know, what about this? Unforgiveness, offense, strife. All of these things will rob us of an effectiveness in our faith. And so we have to earnestly contend for the faith. Pay attention to to inspect your faith. Why? Because uh, it's part of the foundation that God's building your spiritual life on. And so uh, our faith has to be in place. Our faith in the Word of God. Our faith in the Word has to be developed. You know, Dad Hagen used to say this to us. He said, uh, faith works the same in every arena of life, but we still have to develop our faith in every arena. So faith works the same in every arena of life. Once you've learned the principles of faith, the laws of faith, it just apply those to every different arena. It's, you, you know, we know this, some people can uh, really have a faith, they, they easily receive it with, when it comes to one arena, but they struggle with another yes. arena. Yes. The arena you struggle with is calling for more skill in that arena with your faith. Yes. It's calling for greater skill with your faith in that arena. Um, so we, we realize that it's up to us to earnestly contend. God has given to every man the measure of faith, every man in Christ. Every one of us that are born again, he has given us a measure of his own kind of faith. Now, we must treat that faith right. Treat that measure that he gave us right so that we can have a, a strong faith. A, and Jesus spoke of great faith. He spoke of little faith. What is that? That was how they were treating their faith. How they treated their faith determined whether their faith was great or whether their faith was little. You see. And then he said to Peter, he says, I prayed for you. He said, Satan's desired to have you that he may sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you that your faith won't fail. So we don't want to have a failing faith. Amen. And so these are things we earnestly contend for the the faith. And then it goes on and says in Jude, which was once delivered unto the saints. So notice this, the original version, not something, not a diluted version. That's man's reasoning that's void of, of revelation from the word. I tell you, anything that robs you of faith, any teaching, any, any doctrine that robs you of faith don't have anything to do with it. Because um, if it doesn't put faith in you and enhance the faith you already have, reject it. Because you need your faith to conduct business with heaven. The devil's after your faith. That's what he's after. Every test comes to try to get you to, to, to not use your faith, to injure you and to injure your faith or weaken your faith. Um, so we want the original version. What's that mean? I'm going to stay with what the Word says regardless who does or who doesn't. All right, Pastor. Amen. Yes. Yes. You know, sometimes we're not always around people or loved ones who are taught as we're taught. Yes. And they will not see the importance of the place of faith and they'll, they'll downplay the role. Well, I, I see some things and I'm not going to lay down the importance of faith in my life just because others don't see it. Right, right, right. That's yes, right. Yes, 
I'm contending for, I'm earnestly contending for the faith which was once delivered to the saints, the spirit of faith. Oh, yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, it, the Israelites, we know this, they didn't contend. They were delivered out of Egypt. Um, God was bringing them into the promised land and Moses sent 12 spies, go spy out the land. Two came back with a report of faith in their mouth. Yeah. 10 came back talking doubt and unbelief. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the majority of the spies swayed the majority of the congregation. Yes. Why? They didn't earnestly contend for the faith. Uh-huh. The one that, the version of faith <laughs> that would have gone into that promised uh-huh. land. Joshua and Caleb did, and they protected their faith from all that doubt and unbelief being talked about. So you have to protect your faith in earnestly contending for it. Don't, don't, don't listen to things that belittle faith, that speak, speak of it as being unimportant because it's not unimportant. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. The just shall live by faith. Amen. So it's not a small matter. It's a foundational truth in the life of every believer. Um, We know this about Abraham. He's called uh, the father of our faith, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Go with me to Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. Um, The way Abraham believed God, God pointed to as an example for us. Now, we're not going to get it all said today about Abraham's faith. So you don't want to miss upcoming episodes because we're going to talk more about it because we see the faith that Abraham arrived at is not the faith he started with. We see his progression and his skill with his faith. We're not going to see it all today, but we're going to see it in upcoming episodes. And we want to see what, what steps he took to arrive at a faith that received what God promised. And so Romans chapter 4 in verse 17, it's speaking, uh, God says, as it is written, he's speaking about Abraham, I have made thee a father of many nations. So notice this, while Abraham is childless, God says, I've made you a father of many nations. So God made him something before he saw something. God, uh, in, the, in, in God's plan, he authored something yeah. before this realm showed what he That's authored. Right. Yes. Wow. That's right. So he made him something that this realm did not yet reveal. Hold to what God made you. Don't hold to what this realm shows you. Hold to what God made you. You are in Christ. You have a covenant that has provided by the, by at the price of the blood of Jesus, it has purchased health, sound mind, prosperity, victory, fellowship with the father. It's purchased everything good you're going to need for this life. God's already made you the victor. He's already, just because this realm doesn't show it doesn't mean that, that what you've been made to be is disassociated from you. Lay hold of what you're made to be. And I'm going to read a little further and you'll see this even clearer. As it is written, I have made thee, talking to Abraham, a father of many nations. 
So he's saying this to a childless man. I've made you a father. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope, look at this, that he might become the father of many nations. Now we're going to go back to these verses, these past, these phrases we just read, but I wanted you to see the first phrase and that last phrase we just read. I have made thee a father of many nations. And then it says that he might become the father of many nations. God made him to be something, but it was going to call for Abraham's faith to become what he was made. You see that? God says, I made you something. I've made you a father of many nations. That's a settled truth. Settled in Abraham's life. That is settled. Now I'm telling you what I made you to be because what I made you to be calls for your faith so you can become what I've made you to be. You go, I don't understand that. Well, let me explain it to you this way. If a child is born with musical abilities, mechanic abilities, uh, athletic abilities, that that means whether it's a grace on them, these what we would call talents, abilities, a grace on them, it flows easily for them. Yeah. Yeah. They have a bend in that direction. Right. Um, a child can be born, let's just take musical abilities, for example. They can be born with musical abilities, but if they never add their doing, With that ability, they'll never have the skill they could have had. They will not become all that ability offered them. You have a child that never practices their instrument. They will not become what that ability Mm -hmm. in them Mm -hmm. offered them. So good. So good. A, a, a kid may be good in sports, mm-hmm. but if they never discipline themselves to get under a, a, a coach, uh-huh. they only want to stay at home and play on their terms. Uh-huh. They only want to play it the way they play it. Right. They don't put themselves under a coach. Mm-hmm. They will never become the fullness of what their potential is. Wow. Yes. You see, this is what God is saying. I've made you something. Uh-huh. Now, I'm telling you what I've made you to be so that you can add your faith to what I just told you and become what I made you. Yes. Meaning in your day-to-day life, it's, it becomes evident. You yes. begin walking out what I've already made you in my plan. Amen. See, he planned your life before you were born. And in that plan contains so much fruit for you to produce. So many good things for you to, to, to enjoy and, and partake of. But now by faith, we enter into and become what his plan authored for us. And this is what he told Abraham. So it says, let's read it again. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. Look at this next phrase. According to that which was spoken. Abraham, God spoke. I've made you a father of many nations. That's what he spoke. Now, Abraham was to become that according to what God spoke. 
Yes, amen. According to that which was spoken. Lot could not become the father of many nations. Why? God didn't speak it to him. He could not say, I'm going to become the father of many nations. No, you have to become what God made you to be. What does his plan hold for your life? Become that. Become that. Walk that out. Um, So know what he's saying to you specifically. Now, his word is what he has made us all to be. His covenant. Redeemed, righteous, holy, sanctified, in Christ, healed, prosperous, new creatures. That belongs to all of us. All of us. We're to become those things in our everyday life. Those things are to be lived out, walked out. How? By faith. By faith. According to what was spoken. That God has spoken that to all of his children. The general, the general terms of the covenant that apply to all of his children. Uh But then there are specific things of the covenant that only apply to you. And this is what Abraham was dealing with here. The specifics of the covenant. God called him a father of many nations. That was his privilege to become what God made him to be. So, like I said, Lot couldn't become the father of many nations because God didn't say that to him. Don't look at someone else's life and try to become anything connected to them. You become what God says about you. And what a joy, what a privilege, what an honor to get with God and find out what is the plan for my life that you authored, Father. Because you've already made me to be that. Now, I want to become that in my everyday life. So we're talking about what Abraham did. It was a specific Mm -hmm. plan attached to his life, what he became. Mm -hmm. We also have a specific plan that we're to become, but we also have a general, Mm -hmm. the general terms of the covenant that belong to all of us. It's our job and our privilege to become that. How do we do it? The exact same way, the exact same way Abraham, whether it's a general thing that belongs to everyone, the general benefits and privilege that belong to everyone. It's the exact same way that we move into that as the specific things God has planned for us by faith. Now, what does that faith do? We got to read again (laughs) because we're trying to unstack everything in this verse here. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. So notice this, uh, before him whom he believed, or other translations said like God, like unto God. What did Abraham did something like God did something? What was it? He called those things which be not as though they were. God did it. Abraham did it. He was like God in doing that. What did God call Abraham when he said, he called those things which be not as though they were. He called him the father of many nations before he had a child. That's what he did. Abraham had to call himself the father of many nations before he has a child. 
That's wow. right. Wow. It's not enough that God said it. It's not enough that God said something over your life till you say it. That's right. That's when it. That's when you begin. That's when you begin to become that. It's not. You won't become it because God planned it. You won't become it because God said it. You become it because you said what God said. Because you saying it gives Him permission to bring it to pass. You don't bring it to pass. He brings it to pass. But until you say it, he doesn't have your permission to bring it to pass. Why? Because faith is you giving God permission. That's what faith is. You're giving permission to God to, to, to bring to pass what he said about your life. How do I give God permission? You say the same thing he says. That's how you do it. You say, he says I'm healed, so I'm healed. In the face of pain, I say I'm healed. That's right. He said that Jesus was made poor that I might be made rich. I'm rich. I say that when I'm surrounded by bills. I say what he says. That's what it means, calling those things which be not. Now, the Amplified says it, speaking of the non-existent as if it already exists. Because it does already exist in God's realm, in the spirit realm. Faith calls what is already authored, what is already accomplished, what's already completed in the spirit realm, and you say, I agree with that. When you say, I agree with that, now God can cause it to come to pass in this realm, and then you'll see it. And you don't just say it once. You say it every day. You say it all the time. This is our lifestyle. This is our lifestyle. And Abraham was like God in this. He called those things which be not as though they were. Now, that's the definition of faith. Calling those things which be not. Things that haven't shown up in this realm. Like they already are completed in that realm. See, your healing is already completed. Yes. Your prosperity is already completed. Yes. The plan of God is completed in his realm. Yes. Now you transfer the completion from his realm to your realm by calling it. Yes. Calling those things. Calling those things that are completed. Calling those things which be not in this realm. They haven't shown up in this realm. Yes calling those things that haven't shown up in this realm, calling those things which be not as though they were because they are in God's realm. Your words transfer things from one realm to another realm. Your calling draws what is in God's realm and gives it entrance into this realm. That's your faith. Your faith is that pipeline that what has been completed in his realm transfers into this realm through the pipeline of faith. Amen. So the first ingredient of Abraham's faith, he called those things which be not as though they were. He called. He called. He called. Notice, he wasn't passive. He wasn't silent. He wasn't inactive. He called. He doesn't do the miracle. He calls the miracle. 
God's power does the miracle. Remember, Jesus said, the Father in me, he does the works. But Jesus was out saying, saying, saying. And then what he said, God filled that with his doing. With his power, his words. That's what Abraham did. That's how when Abraham was childless, he became the father of many nations because he called. And when he called, God's power filled those words and worked it. Abraham didn't work it. He gave words for God to feel. God's power to feel. Amen. So here again... He calls those things which be not as though they were. That is the definition of faith. That's how faith acts. I don't care that I don't see it this realm. It's already completed in that realm. In God's realm, in God's plan, in the spirit realm, it's already completed. I call it. You show up. You get in this realm. You get in this. I call you. I call you. I call you. Pastor Nancy, how long do I have to call? Depends on how long you've been pushing it away. (laughs) How How long have we been saying words that pushed it away. I don't know where I'm going to get the money. I just, you know, I, my, my body's just getting worse and worse and worse. See, those are words that push away. Yes. And you, you give a momentum to something going the wrong direction and it keeps going in that wrong direction. You, you got to say things to recover some things. Remember what Paul, excuse me, remember what Peter did when Jesus was being tried And Jesus warned him. He said, before the cock crows three times, you'll deny me three times. Um, Before the cock crows, you'll deny me three times. And he did that. He denied him three times. After Jesus was raised from the dead and appeared again to the disciples, if you'll remember, he asked Peter a question. Do you love me? How many times did he ask him that? Three times. What did he do? He was undoing when Peter denied him three times. He had to pronounce and announce his love and commitment to him. Why? Because he rejected him three times. So he didn't ask that of anybody else, of any other disciple. That was part of Peter's faith not failing. Remember when Jesus said, I prayed for you that your faith would not fail because Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you like wheat, but I prayed for you that your faith won't fail. And Jesus was part of the answer of Peter's faith not failing. Do you love me? And he gave him the opportunity to confess him three times. Jesus was helping him back into victory. Amen. Well, we haven't gone far yet. We haven't gone far yet, but there's, there's further to go. You don't want to miss it. Amen. So we thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, make sure you come back. I, I, I don't know how long we're going to be doing this, but it looked like it's a while. <laughs> because we haven't gotten very far into this sermon because there's so much to it. And we want it all. Amen. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this book by Nancy Dufresne, Peace, Living Free from Worry, she teaches how to close the door 
to worry, fear, and doubt. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Paducah, Kentucky at World Harvest Church of Paducah, May 21st through the 25th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.